This is Xane Anderson. Welcome to the Principal Podcast today. Today, I am honored to have with me Adam Bird, who's the founder. He's the CEO of Heroes Media Group. He's a seasoned serial entrepreneur, and he has a passion for serving what he calls the Heroes community. Heroes Media Group is a broadcasting plat- platform that's dedicated to providing a voice for our community heroes and those who support them. And he's been... Uh, His career has been centered around serving America's community's heroes for more than a decade, including military, veterans, firefighters, first responders, law enforcement, educators, medical professionals, and clergy. Hey, thank you so much, Adam, for being on the show today. Absolutely, brother. It's great to see you. Glad to have you. Now, I got to tell you, uh, I've I've talked to Adam and known Adam for a while here, and I'm I'm grateful that he's on the show. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, so I started, or I guess I cut my teeth in, in the media platform with uh, terrestrial radio down in Scottsdale, Arizona around 2011 timeframe. And, uh, in 2012 at the time, uh, we had started the, if not the first, one of the very first, uh, all veteran podcast networks and, uh, had a business partner. We ran that for, for several, several years, couple years. And then in, uh, Shut that down, and in 2015, I started what is now known as, as Heroes Media Group. And basically, I was getting people coming to me asking me to help them start a podcast. And uh, um, so I did. Um, and then we, I started editing stuff for people, and I, I got into the audio production side of things, and eventually that led to transcription. And we it, it just kind of grew, grew from there. We started the uh, Heroes Media Group company with about four shows and we're somewhere over 35 40 shows on the network now and then we have clients that that we don't host that we just like white label for and uh and whatnot there's another half a dozen of those there so that's kind of how it started we're a full like you said digital media and a publishing platform um a couple years ago we we tipped our toes in the water with uh, audio books and stuff as well. So we help authors uh, do their audio books. So anything podcasting or anything that has to do with a podcast, we, we do. And anybody that wants an audio book, we can also produce that uh, as well. Wow. Awesome. Now, one of the things I, I really love that. So you've helped do, it sounds like dozens of. Uh, I, I've been involved over the last decade. I've got over 20,000 episodes that I've, been directly involved with. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Well, one of the reasons I wanted you to bring this on the show, and I appreciate you sharing that, is, is you've been able to be successful in business, but you're also a dad. And of course, you know, a lot of the people listening to our show today are parents wanting to hopefully learn a little bit about um, or, or get some relief, get some guidance, learn some principles, some techniques, something to be a better parent. Um, Tell us a little bit about your parenting and and what you've experienced. You're you're do, you're able to balance business and parenting. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I uh, my son was born in 2003, and ten days later I was deployed. So I was in the military. I got a military background. I spent nine years in the National Guard and uh, did a deployment for the initial push in 2003 into Iraq. So he was ten days old when I got deployed. So I missed the first eight. I didn't see him again until he was like eight months old. And I made a kind of a promise to myself that I wasn't going to miss anything else 
uh, at that point. It was going to be hard because I had my military career or what I thought was going to be my career. And uh, here I got this little uh, thing that's just eating and pooping and, and, and crying. And uh, it was the greatest thing in the world to me. I was fairly young, still I was 25. And um, I, I got back from my deployment and kind of went through a divorce and, about a year after that, I got sole custody. So my son was probably about three, four years old when I got sole custody of him. And um, his the the other party wasn't really involved uh, much at all uh, during his his uh, upbringing. And for me, it was something I always I knew I always wanted to be a dad. So and and having experience what I just experienced overseas. It allowed me to not talk about, not think about, or, or really deal with any of my own insecurities or problems or demons or, or, or whatnot. It, I focused on my son. That was all I cared about. And literally, like, that's literally all I cared about. I didn't care if I lost my job. I didn't care if I lost a house, a car, I didn't care if, if I died, it was just as long as my son's okay. Uh, that's, that's all I care about. I focused so much those first several years, um, on, on that. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily the best thing to do either, but. But isn't that amazing how being a dad, I gotta tell you, changes your thoughts. I mean, it changes, uh, oh, man. how you think about things, you know, it goes from being some, you know, I'm thinking about all about me too just like you, I've experienced that same thing where I'm like, Oh man, I've got, I've got this child who depends on me when they're, when they're a good example, I've got to help them. I got to, you know, yeah. all these things. When, when they're that age, you'll, you'll walk into oncoming traffic, you know, and, and you'll stop, you'll do anything and you'll move mountains just to make your kid happy. Um, and, and that's how it started. And, and obviously, you know, as they get older, um, things change you need to change as a parent you need to adjust certain things keep your your um morals and your values and, and your foundation in place but you you got to be flexible um as as uh as well i think so you know my that, that was then you know my son's a sophomore in college now he's 20 um and i you know we he called me this morning on his way to PT on our ROTC program. And and we have a great relationship and, and uh, he's, he, he'll always be my son, but now that he's getting a little bit older, he's, you know, I've always said he's my right hand man all through life. And that, that, that hasn't changed. That's great, man. So how, I mean, you've told already told us a little bit, but I'd like to even hear more like, what is it like having to be a single parent from a guy's point of view? <laughs> You, you know, you, you and I are, are godly men, right? And, uh, well, try to be. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, I think, you know, there's a saying that God's got a sense of humor. And, uh, I always used to say, well, God's laughing hysterically right now because he, <laughs> uh, he made Adam a father. And he's like, here, have at it. And just, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it was, it was, uh, how do I say this? As a single dad with nobody around, like closest family, anybody was like two and a half, three hours away. 
And I didn't really have anybody else that I could rely on. It was, I became dependent on my son as much as he was dependent on me. Now, I say that, folks, because I didn't come to that conclusion until much later in life when he got older and started kind of doing his own thing um, when I came to that realization. But looking back on it now, I relied on 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 him. Like I wanted to take I, – I needed somebody to take care of, and, and I needed him him around. When he wasn't there, I got antsy. I was – frustrated and irritated when he was home it was um i was still working a corporate job so it was like you know you go you drop them off at morning daycare or or you know before school starts right you go work your job and then at six o'clock you pick them up and by the time you get home they're doing homework you're making dinner you know it's you've had all of maybe 10 minutes with them by the time you know make sure they're you know showered and and into bed and i made an effort every night that when it was bedtime i sat there for 15 minutes i asked him about his day i wanted to hear what he went through what he liked what he didn't like um read me a book for 15 minutes whatever whatever it was i did something solid with him for 15 minutes and i made that habitual and i think that was a big part of why we have such a close relationship now because we we would talk about anything and, oh, but it was, cool. it was it was it was difficult being a single parent doing it on your own it's not easy and 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 for a guy that had a hard time in school and, and learning and, and this and that you always uh i always tried to do things that i didn't wasn't good at or didn't do to ensure him that, hey this is you're going to be a better man than i was uh, growing up oh, i love that how did you how did you juggle your work responsibilities with being a dad as a single dad yeah that's a great question you know for the first couple of years it was heartbreaking honestly because you you, you have to you have to go to work so you can so you can keep a roof over your head and food in their mouth. But after I would say right around the junior high age and, and in Arizona, it was like, you know, sixth grade, you know, I decided that I was going to leave my corporate job because he was getting into a lot more after school things. Like he was playing like football. He was doing uh, extracurricular stuff through the school and I was missing out on it. And I always had that mentality where like I'm paying somebody else to basically raise my kid. And that would, it, it made me very angry. I, I was like mad about it. So I was like, I don't care. I'm, I'm leaving my job. We'll figure it out. So you had a good corporate job. You decided to switch so that you could have more time with your, with your son. Yeah. That- ultimately that was my mindset. Did it work out that way? Uh, no, no, it didn't. Uh, it, well, I, I tell you, that, it did, but when you start your own business and stuff, a lot of the times you got to sacrifice time and, and do that. And, but I made it, I made it work and it was in other things, whether it was, Hey, we're going to go to the park on Saturday and toss the football around, or we're going to go see a movie or, you know, we would eat out a lot because, you know, it was, it was just kind of a, just kind of a thing where we could just kind of hang out and do something different. We weren't in the house. 
Right. You know, we were right. doing something. It was little things like that, going for walks, uh, you know, playing games together and stuff like that. And and again, it doesn't, it didn't take up a lot of time. And, and yeah, that's. I love that. I love that. You know, um, I love that you, you know, here you would, you were in a situation where you were dad you're working. And I think there's a lot of parents in that same situation. They're in this situation. Maybe, you know, maybe they wish they were married or not, or whatever it is, but they find themselves in a situation where it's a little bit tough. It's maybe not ideal as, as they would like it, but you just still made it work. I mean, it wasn't like it was the end of the world. You're like, I'm still going to take him on walks. I'm going to go to his games. I'm going to ask him how he's doing for 15 minutes every night. And, and so I guess for some of the parents out there who are, you know, they're saying, Hey, well, I'm, I'm a dad. Can I really do this? Or I'm a single mom. Can I really, if you just keep going forward, you can make it work. And it sounds like you have a good relationship with your son. Yeah. Here, here's, here's, right. here's, here's a, here's the big thing. Kids don't care about, you know, they're growing up that, you know, they'll, they'll want to, oh, I want a PlayStation. I want this. I want that. What you know, pick something, whatever. But when it's all said and done, they don't, they don't care. They don't care about any of that stuff. They don't care if you live in a tent. They want their parents there. That's that's what's important. And I was fortunate enough to pick up on that, where it was just like, you know what? It doesn't uh, it doesn't matter where we are, what we're doing, what I'm doing, or whatnot. As long as is he's healthy and he's okay, that's all that matters. I'll fit everything else. Like I, I really took that leap of you had to have faith. I really I, I prayed about it a lot, and and. Uh, it it just i i didn't know i didn't know what was going to happen i didn't know what i was going to do tomorrow i didn't know what i was going to do next week i didn't know i just knew that this was something that i had to do and i knew in my heart that everything was going to be all right and i would figure it out as we went man i love that i love that that ability to just not know how it's going to work out but just to keep going forward you know, having faith that it's going to work out. Um, and, you know, I think we, you know, I think we talked about it. Just the fact that you showed up, the fact that you were there, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, and I think you and I have chatted about this before. Um, I was lucky enough to be on your podcast, which by the way, is a phenomenal podcast for anybody listening. Tell us the name of your podcast. It's called the decision hour. The decision hour with Adam Bird. I was uh, lucky enough to be on it. I remember we were talking a little bit about uh, um, how a lot of the the kids who are having problems, a lot of the kids who end up in prison, a lot of the kids who have real real issues, they can trace it back to dad not being there. Yeah, and sometimes dads could make an excuse and say, "Well, you know, had this bad situation and didn't work out, so I'm just going to run away." One of the things I admire about you. Adam is that you didn't run away. You were there and you, you, you made your son a priority. He was, he maybe didn't have an ideal situation. Sure. You had to work. You had to support, you had to figure things out and you had jobs and starting a business, all kinds of things, but your son knew you cared. Yeah. Your son knew it. And just having you, you know, even if, even if the situation wasn't perfect is enough that your, your son's life, I'm sure is thousands of times better because you cared enough to have him there. 
And I guess for any dads out there who are listening, you know, if you think, think it doesn't matter, if you have the faith to go forward, kind of like what you were saying, Adam, there was, you know, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know if we're going to, you know, maybe we do have to live in a trailer or a tent or something really, really, but my son needs me there. My daughter needs me there. My kids, my children need me there. And, and I love the example you've said of, Hey, this is, this is the kind of the cards I was dealt, but we made it work. Yeah. Such a great example. It, 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 let me say this, it, you know, especially this, and this kind of goes out to the and moms. I'm not picking on you or anything like that, but if, if, if they're, if you're living in a split family, uh, your kids want you around. And, and, and if, if they're important to you, you'll do whatever it, it, it takes. And, and I've heard every excuse in the book. Well, my ex-wife isn't doing this or my, the, the kid's mother isn't letting me do this or that. So, so fix it, fix it because it's not about you and it's not about her. It's about the kid. And if you both care about your kids, then you guys will put your differences aside. You'll come together and focus on what's important. And that's a child. It doesn't matter about you. And it doesn't matter about, about the mother. It's, it's, you put your focus on the child. That's what's important. And listen, I, I made a lot of mistakes as a parent. Uh, and, and you're going to, if you, if you're out there, maybe somebody that's listening to this is, is a, a newer parent or hasn't been a parent for very long. You're going to make mistakes. Um, but don't make the mistake of not being there. Exactly. Be there. Exactly. I'd be at the biggest mistake. Like yeah. you go in there knowing you're going to make mistakes, do your best, learn. Right. Yeah. If you get here, here's another thing. I'm going to share this X real quick. If I can, my son uh, is getting ready to go to high school. Okay, this was several years ago. So my my son's going and he gets accepted into this private school that's two and a half hours away. Great opportunity. I I didn't I didn't want him going to any of the schools uh, in the area that we were living in at the time. We had nice neighborhood and stuff. The schools sucked. All of them were horrible. Um, and I could say that because I worked in that district uh, as a, as a substitute teacher for for a few years. So he gets this opportunity. And it's down by his where his grandparents live. I really had a come to Jesus meeting uh, with myself, and and I prayed about it. And then I I sat down with my parents. I said, "Look, uh, you know, Junior's getting this opportunity. Would it be okay if he moved in?" I had to go to my parents and ask them if my if my son could could live there during the week, and I would come down on the weekends because i was you know building the business and whatnot and still had the house and they're like oh yeah of course grandparents right um hardest is that to date even to date that's been the hardest decision that i've ever had to make as a parent was to let my son move in with my parents because i felt like such a failure and i felt like a failure for probably two and a half years it wasn't until his Midway through his sophomore year, he had just got his driver's license. He was, t- I, I had to fly somewhere out east and uh, I was frustrated. And he pulls the car over and I'm sitting there like, What are you doing? You know, he's like, Hey, I need you to just listen to me, dad. He says, I need you to stop, stop feeling bad, stop feeling uh upset or like a like you failed or so he's like i love my life he's like i certainly wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the things that you've provided he's like and i'm with 
my grandparents who I don't get to spend that much time with anyway. And now I'm, I'm, I get to see them on a daily basis. He's like, how many people get that opportunity? He's like, stop. He's like, focus on what you need to do because I'm still going to need money for college and all these other things. So, so mm-hmm. um, it was at that point where I realized uh, that it was okay. And that as a parent, as a father, our job is to, give our kids or we want our kids to have better than what we had growing up provide for them and give them the opportunity at least give them the opportunities that we didn't have and and i i'll i say this with no arrogance or anything like that but if i've done anything right in my life if i if 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 now's my time to go i can honestly say that i did if i got anything right i can say that i got my son right you know, I love when you say that. You know, and somebody somebody wise said, "No success can compensate for failure in the home," and uh, I love that uh, saying. And I like what you've said here too. You know, I think sometimes as I heard you talk, you you, you said you mentioned you were praying and you had your son, yeah. and then that business. You know, this this idea of priorities being going to put my faith faith in God first and my family right next to it. And then my finances. And I think a lot of times in life, at least in our culture, we're almost, we have it backwards. We're like, well, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to work as hard as I can. And then maybe I'll squeeze in a little bit of time for my family. And and I might say a prayer or two if I have time after that, you know, and forgot. Go to church once a year or something like that. You know <laughs> and if you could flip it and say, you know, wait, wait, wait. If I put, if I, if I have my faith in God first, my family is going to fall into line, going to, you know, and it doesn't mean you have to be perfect and everything has to be right. But I think for those, you know, for any dads out there who are wondering, you know, you're thinking, I don't know what to do. Here's a, here's a guy, Adam, who, I mean, you were changing diapers when he was eight months old, it sounded like, is that right? I mean, you're back and you've, you've got this. Did I hear you correctly on that? Yeah. I mean, he, when I got you back, to- you know, I, I had to learn everything kind of, you know, on the fly. There's not a, I mean, there's a lot of parenting books out there and a lot of them are written by people that, if never had kids so i you know there's <laughs> here here's the thing you have a child that you're just like he, he keeps crying i don't know what to do well call somebody that has had kids and ask them for advice and see what you do and just kind of kind of go from there and and yeah. it's it's trial and error but but stick with it because let me tell you something man the, the greatest gift the greatest gift in life is is being a dad, but it, it don't make make no mistakes. You will never have a harder job, ever, in your life, than being a dad. It's the greatest, but it's also the hardest. Yeah, and it's the most, and it, together, and it's the most rewarding. Yeah. Well, you're an inspiration to to me, um, oh, and I've been in been in a similar spot where I was a single dad. And, and, uh, so grateful. I made the choice to stay involved. Wouldn't trade it. But the fact, you know, you're, you know, you're being a single dad and taking this, taking it on saying, Hey, we're going to do it for any, for any listeners out there who are single dads, you know, I love what you said, Adam, about how it's the greatest thing you could do. It's hard, not going to lie, but worth it. (laughs) And don't worry about being perfect. Do your best learn, you know? 
look at people who've got good, uh, you know, had children, look at success stories that you think you'd like to, to, to learn from and learn from them. You know, I like that. So. Uh, let me, if I can real quick, when you, sure. you know, as, as, as kids get older, and this is something I've had to learn recently here in the last two years, um, you know, after they graduate high school and they go on to whatever it is that your, your kids decide to do mine, mine got a scholarship to go to college and you have to, don't be afraid to let your kids fall. Let, let them fall. Be their cheerleader, be there to on the sideline to, you know, kind of pick them up. But I, I, there's been a change and even, uh, you know, my family, you know, I'm very protective of my son, even, even in and around my family is as, as weird as that may, may sound, but I, even my family had said something. My, my dad said something. He was like, I've seen a change in you, even when it comes to you know, my, my son, Chris. And, He's like, you seem more relaxed. <clears throat> and I was like, because I'm not, I'm, I at a point where I'm not leading and having him try to follow me to go the right path. Now he's choosing his own path. I'm just kind of on the sideline cheering him on. And if right. something happens, if something happens, you, know, you let them fall, but you're there to help them get back up. And then you're encouraging them to move forward, maybe take a different path or, or, or whatever the case is. So as, as, as parents don't, don't, crottle or baby your kids mm. let them fall let them learn because that's how they learn you have you cannot let them be afraid to fail let them fail let them accept it let them use that as a motivation to move forward in life because that's how you learn yeah, and and that. and that and that the same goes that's the same that goes for you the parent yeah i i like what you said there you know, I heard I heard somebody say, and and when you were talking, that you know, kids be they become just about as I don't know if I should use the word tough, but they become just about as tough as their dads are. Do you know what I'm saying? And when you said <laughs> something about this, let, let me give you an example. Um, you know, if a kid falls down and skins his knee, and the parent runs up, the the kid will learn to react like you as a parent reacts. So if if a kid, if a dad runs up and go, or a parent runs up, any parent just runs up and goes, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe you you skinned your knee," and let's get a coochie coochie coo and, and everything. The unwritten, the unsaid message is, you're kind of weak and you're fragile, and you better not fall and scram your knee. But you know, as as if a dad, if you say, you know what, looks like you skinned your knee. I've had that happen to me too. You're gonna be okay. Yeah, get up and shake this off. And, and, and it sends this message. So when he's alone without you and he skins his knee or any of a number of situations, he's, he can, it, your voice is almost in his head saying, my dad said I'd be okay. So I know I'll be okay. Rather than my dad freaked out. And so like, I must be this, or my mom freaked out. And I think just those little things that you're talking about, like, you know, just saying, um, let them, it's better to let them fail when they're young so they can learn the lesson than have to go 20 years later and fail really big. I mean, when you got them when they're five or six or seven and they, and they make a failure, you can talk about it and then they don't have a big failure later on. Right. Is that what, is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's different. There's just, listen, there's different phases in life uh, where that's, that's going to happen and each one's going to be different and you, and you just address it when the, those times come. But I, the big thing is, 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 be in your kid's life, lay that solid foundation and let them know that you're, that you're there. Here's the other tip too. And this is the, I think one of the biggest things that um, parents have a problem with uh, is listening. 
you know, we, we tell our kids, Hey, listen to me. I'm telling you something, blah, blah, blah. Well, that works both ways, believe it or not. And, and I, because when you listen to what's going on with your kid, one, you're establishing more of that trust with them. Uh, they, they, they trust you. And so when something big does happen, they're not afraid to come tell you uh, about it. And so I, I think that's big and I'm sp- definitely speaking from experience um on that one because i was more of the do this do this do this and then finally it just something uploaded and he was just like oh man i need to listen to more of what he's saying so i can have a better understanding of how to address certain things and and you work together with it so anyway i love that too and here you you know you're a vet you're you're a tough military guy you're an entrepreneur, successful. You, you've done helped lots of podcasts. Have your own awesome podcast, and you're and you're telling us to to just stop and listen carefully. I love that. Um, from a parent's perspective, you know, I've fallen into this trap myself, where I'm like, okay, this is what we need to do, and you start getting kind of military like, kind of command like, and you're saying maybe maybe we just need to. Go tell how have that fifteen minutes like you were saying when they come just, home, right? Just, just take a step back, or if you're planning, Listen. if you're planning something, let's say you're planning a, a, a trip, right? Ask them to like, what are your thoughts on this? How do you think we should? You know, I used to ask him like, how do you think we should pack the truck or the car? You know, and and made I made a game out of it, like it's like a Tetris or Jenga or whatever. You know, the game was popular at that time, and and it'd just be like, hey, you know help me figure out how to put this. He's like, dad, put the bag in the truck. I was like, ah, we got to make sure we got to fit all this stuff in. Help me figure out how to do this. And he's like, what? and then he'll sit there and explain how to, do, and that's just developing trust. And it makes them feel like their opinion matters or, or you know, you're getting them involved. And that, I, I think that just, it brings more togetherness and, and a closeness uh, and whatnot. And, and again, everything like these are just things that I, that I did that worked for me, but nothing will work if you're not there. So you gotta, you gotta show up and you gotta be there. I love that. Show up and be there. Even if it's just you, yeah. which you're a good example of that. No one else to help you raise your son from a young, young baby all the way to being an awesome man learning from you. Well, for any any single dads out there, man, or anybody who wants to reach out to you for your uh, expertise on you know, one of the things I forgot to mention, you're you're an entrepreneur here. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, you, it sounds like you've done a lot of that, and you mentioned some of it at the beginning. Anything else you want to mention with that? For those, obviously, you know, dads, part of our uh, at least for, I feel part of my responsibility is to provide and and take care of my family, and I think that's where men need to be tell us a little a bit about your entrepreneurial experience and i'm i am a what's the saying a serial entrepreneur i think is the phrase that's being uh toted around now so i got heroes media group and then in 2020 i didn't think i was busy enough uh and that's sarcasm um i started a beverage company called hmg beverage kept it the heroes theme so we have a coffee line and we have a spirit line uh, there as well, um, hmgbeverage.com, if you'd love to check that out. And about two years ago, a, a buddy of mine approached me and says, hey, man, I'm starting this suit company where we're going to suit transitioning veterans with a custom made-to-measure suit 
worth about fifteen hundred dollars uh off there and he's like i need you to come in and kind of guide me and, and, and help me i want you to be a part of this i was like oh yeah uh, like suits and sports jackets i mean i need a new wardrobe so yeah i'm i'm all all for it and that's so we that was the birth of a company called jb auto clothiers uh we started uh, started that and that's going strong. And then we just started a nonprofit 501c3 uh, in October of 2022. And um, the proceeds that we get from our beverage sales and part of our podcast sales goes to that. And then every 90 days we write a check uh, to help uh, another nonprofit that services community heroes, or maybe if there's a hero uh, out there in need uh, we we try to help them out with whether it's services or whatever we can really provide um, at that at that case. So, yeah, I don't I'm not slowing down anytime soon. There's a couple other uh, things that uh, we're getting our hands into uh, here over the next six months. So there's probably a couple more HMG businesses that will be launching here in the next two years. I'm I'm sure I just, I have to. I just got to stay busy. I got to, it's my thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Staying busy and still being a good dad at the same time. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I, I understand people can reach out to you if they need to at heroesmediagroup.com. Is that right? Go to heroesmediagroup.com. You can email me, Adam at heroesmediagrp. Um, or you can be, I'll even give you my personal one. It's uh, Mr. Adam Bird at gmail.com. It's B I. RD. Awesome. There's anything else you would like to leave our listeners with? I mean, if, there, if you could say one thing that would help dads help uh, guys maybe in, find themselves in a similar situation where they don't, if they find themselves a single dad and they're wondering what to do. You know, the biggest thing is don't, don't give up. Don't, don't give up. If you're going through the, you know, sometimes if you're single dad or recently single dad and you're going through the court process, don't, don't give up. It's, it's a, it's a pain in the butt, but it's uh it's worth it in the end. Remember, it's not about you. It's about you, your kids or your kids. Um, and then the other thing that I'll say to everybody is, you know, in the world that we live in today, be the light in somebody's darkness you know, smile a lot, make somebody laugh and know someone cares. Yeah, I love that. Adam, such an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for being with us today. I appreciate and, you, man. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. We'll uh, reach out to Adam if you have any questions and be sure to listen to the Decision Hour podcast with Adam as well. Thanks again, Adam. Yep. Take care. I am so jealous of my wife because she gets the ultimate career. She gets to train and nurture and love our children more than I get to because I have to be doing things like this podcast. Parenting is the ultimate career. If you like what you heard today, please like, subscribe, comment, leave a review. Thank you for listening. You can also check out my book, What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. It's available on Amazon and other bookstores. Thanks again for listening.